when we talk about invest, naturally, it is, it is the basic language of this world, invest. It's either you have invested something or you have invested nothing. This is how this world is. Naturally, that is how this world is. It is either you have invested something or you have invested nothing. Uh, there's no like, maybe, maybe, no. What you've done is what you've done. What you've not done, you've not done. That is how this world is. So when we talk about investment or when we talk about invest, we're talking about you being in a place where you know what you must do and you do it. Okay. Now, when we talk about investment, what is the meaning of investment? Let's start from there. What is the meaning of it? Come and sit by Mary. What is the meaning of investment or to invest? What is the, what does it mean to invest? Number one, investment has to do with money. Money. Anytime we talk about investment, we are talking about money. Today, I'm going to relate certain things from a pastor's perspective and I relate it as a business person too, because I've handled business before. Every time we talk about investment, the end product is profit or money. Anytime we talk about investment, the end product is money, profit. So before you do anything in this world, you must ask yourself, what profit am I getting from what I am doing? It is the basic question you must It is amazing. I have said it as a pastor before. I said, the more I pray, the more I make money. I have said it several times. Some people may not know how, but as a pastor, this is mine. Do you get it? The more I teach people, the more people get enlightened, the more the people's heart become gladdened, the more they look at me and feel like I have been a blessing to them and they want to give to me. It is a natural thing. So generally this world, everything is about investment. Everything is about profit. Everything is about money. If your mind cannot see it that way, you have limited yourself. Number one, why do we go to school? It's so that we can learn and have a skill. Why do you need a skill? So that you can make money. If you don't have a skill, what it means is that you don't have a means of gaining profit or earning some money. And today I want to talk about this idea of investment. When a footballer is training hard, what is the idea? You can see him running, but the end result of his running is money. Do, do you understand? When you see a professor burn the night candles, and the person is studying very, very hard and long, what is he trying to do? Is to become the best at what they do as a teacher. The more you rise as a professor, the more money you make. So if you don't see life as an investment, you will, have, you will invest nothing. And we see that with a lot of young people. We have the tendency of saying that, ah, my life is blessed. I can do well at any time. And I always use this phrase, it is the mistake of immortality. 
I remember when I was 20, I do. Now I'm 40. I remember when I was 30, I do. So practically, we see that life in itself is an investment. If you don't put anything anywhere, there is no profit for you. If you don't put anything anywhere, there is no profit for you. So when you are young, the first thing you must start to see is your investment. Isn't it amazing when somebody starts contributing for their pension very young, they grow old with a lot of money in their pension as compared to somebody who started paying their pension late in life. What it means is that to be young is a gift of investment. When you are young, you possess in yourself the gift of making a lot of money. But a lot of young people wake up too late. You get it? If, if you are 17 and things are hard for you, I think you are better off than a 20-year-old who has everything they need. Because when things are hard for you at the age of 17, what it means is that the issues of life have, have started knocking on your door very early. What it means is that by the time you are 20, you know how to nav navigate your life better than somebody who is even 35 who has never ever have, had life's predicament. Do you understand what I mean? So when we talk about investment, you must make up your mind that in everything I do, what is the end goal for me? Is it money? If it is profit, then you have invested right. But if you are going somewhere and you notice that what you are putting your energy into is not going to yield anything, I think you should pause and have a rethink. Now, as a pastor, you should know that I relate it from the scriptures. So that is what we are going to look at. Now, the Bible says, go to the ants and learn. What it means is that you can go to a Muslim and learn. Because a Muslim is a human being. An ant is an insect. <laughs> Do you get the difference? If you have a Muslim friend who is good at what they do, put religion aside and learn. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to teach you. Because at the end of the day, you are looking at a godly outcome because you are involved. You are not looking at the person's background because besides what they do is for them and what you do is for you. So today I want to talk to you about investing in excellence. Somebody say investing in excellence. Did you, did you get it? Okay, so I, uh, let's, let's, I was defining invest, investment or to invest. Invest means to put money into financial schemes, shares, property, or commercial ventures with the exception, with the expectation of achieving a profit. With, with a, an expectation of achieving what? So that is what the word invest means. But I don't want to look at it from only the narrow point of view of money. I want to, I want us to look at it from life in general. As, as young people, as singles, people who are not yet married. Look at it. If you have the right investment now, you'll marry without problems. For example, one of the greatest investments you can have as a human being is your knowledge, your capacity here, your ability to think. 
what you know here will distinguish you among men. When a man knows something, no matter what, he will be sought after. So if somebody is quick to go and do labor work and you are eager to build your mind, it will get to a place you become weightier than the person. Not because the person, not because you are fatter, but because your mind is heavy. So you are regarded as somebody who is weightier than somebody who uses their strength. And I've been talking on that as I was teaching on the power of the mind. So today I'm talking about investing in excellence. So now you are moving beyond just investment, but you are now investing into something that is more excellent. Something that will produce uniqueness about you. Now, before I go on to that, I want to talk about the second uh, definition. Invest someone or something. Provide or endow someone or something with a particular quality or attitude. To provide someone or something with a particular quality or attitude. And I think that is the problem of the youth of today. If you have somebody to guide you, you, you will do well in life. You will really, really do well in life. I was listening to Bishop Joshua uh, Dagwood, he won Mills. Uh, my wife and I were listening to him. And he was telling us a story of how his father, when he was going to write the BC, his father taught him how to prepare kontumri, write the recipe of how to prepare kontumri. And he goes to the examination room, and that same question comes, how to prepare kontumri. Because he had a father to direct him. Naturally, fathers are the investment of children which they yield in the future. So if you have a father, if you have a mentor, if you have a leader and the person is steering your life and you don't appreciate it, what it means is that you are not ready to do well and see profit in the future. Do, do, do you get it? Yeah, that is what fathers do. So I believe that a father's greatest gift is not the money they give to their children alone. However, it is the mind that is able to produce more of the money they give to their children. You can have a father who may be poor, but because of his life's experiences, he will make sure that every mistake he made concerning money, you will not make it. And so by the time you notice you are richer than your father, but you are actually enjoying the wisdom of your father. So to invest, number one, is money. Number two, to invest is in people and in attitude and the quality of character. Do you get what is happening? Number two, number three, I've given number two, right? Number one, the first one is money. Number two is quality, quality of attitude and mind, right? Number three is the quality of garment or standard of living. When you didn't bring anything to write. It is said that a shorter pen is better than a long memory.
Will you be able to keep everything? You will try. <laughs> so next time when you are coming for a conference, bring writing part. If you don't have a phone. Good. So I'm teaching you, I'm trying to define what investment is. So number one, investment is money. How to make profit of money. Number two is investment in yourself quality. Number three is invest, investment in, the, in your surrounding, your clothes. So when we say somebody has invested, it means that they have covered themselves right. Themselves right. Now look at something. With this kind of investment, when you dress, people look at you. They naturally will respect you. It's amazing. We've never seen a president wear jeans to address people. When you go to university and people want to be SRC presidents, they can be fully, you, you know them that they are the most, one of the most rowdy people on campus. But when they are going for vetting, what do they wear? A suit and a tie. They sit before people. Why? Because what you wear is an investment. It is serious. What you wear is an investment. Number four. Your surrounding, where you live, it is an investment. It is here. A place you are surrounded by. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? So when we say somebody has invested, it doesn't mean that they have only put in money somewhere that is going to bring them profit. It means that they have, they have a quality mind. Number two, it means that they have the quality of beautiful, a proper apparel. Number three, it means that they have a, a proper surrounding. Like that is what I was saying last time. Why do we need air conditioning in church? Notice that when you go to every library where you learn, there's, the weather is always calm. They put air conditioning there for you so that you can be able to do what? Absorb. You have come to listen. You are coming to absorb. I must create a conducive, conducive atmosphere for you to be able to learn. If not, I'll be talking and the heat will be distracting you. You'll not be minding me. Why? Because heat has taken over the show. Now, so when we talk about investment, you've seen the areas we're talking about. Number one, money. Number two, yourself, your mind. Number three, your apparel, what you wear. And number four, where you live, your surrounding. Never forget this. If anybody will excel in life, they must start working on these four areas of their life. When you make money, how do you live? You must know the ones you keep, the ones you give to the kingdom, the one you give to men, and the one you invest. There are times where God can speak to you and say, give all the money. That one, the Lord is trying your faith. We understand it is a test. But if you've not heard from God, practice the principle of saving. Practice the principle of kingdom investment. Practice the principle of investing in yourself. Like when I was doing my job, one of the things I did, 
I bought machines and kept on buying machines and kept on buying machines. I didn't have to use screwdriver again. When I have to, so in a big hall, I could fix 80 lights in a day with my workers. The reason is because I gave everybody a power tool. So we're multiplying effect. But somebody is not investing in themselves. Yet they want money to come out. It won't come out. Do you understand? So, what you don't put into yourself to build yourself up, you will never become the quality of that thing. Now, I want to go into investing in excellence. Now, it's not just investing, right? But now you're investing in what? Excellence. Say, I shall be excellent. Uh huh. Say, I shall be excellent. Good. Because what, what we are learning is very critical. If you have to invest, it is good. But you have to know where you are investing into. For example, men's gold came. People invested. Is it not investment? Was that an excellent investment? Oh, answer the question. Was that an excellent investment? No. It, it, was, it was not prudent. It was not wise. Because when you hear the profit margins... What it means that you were a cheat. I wrote something and let me read it to you. When it is of the devil, it must happen quick. <laughs> when it is of the devil, it must happen quick. God is a father. Every father dreams. He is not in a rush to expose his children. No. He's not in a rush. However, when he finally does it, you know that he's done a good job on you. So I want us to talk about investing in excellence. Investing in excellence. Proverbs 27 verse 7. I believe some of you have never seen this scripture before. So we'll read it in various versions so that we see it well. A full soul loatheth as honeycomb. But the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. Look at another scripture for me. A person who is full refuses honey, but even bitter food tastes sweet to the hungry stomach. There is no excellence in such a person. Now, if you, if you look, this, look at this scripture, there are two people there. A full man has no use for honey. But to the man who, a man in need of food, every bitter thing is sweet. One is full and he has no need for honey. Look at your life. After you are really, really full, what food actually gives you appetite again? Do you understand? What it means is that when you, what you are looking for, when you have it, pa, there is nothing that you want to look for again around you. That is excellence. But the man who has no standards of excellence, look at him. Even bitter food is sweet to him. You are not sick. Doctor has not prescribed bitter leaf for you. Bitter leaf soup. 
yet you want to eat bitter leaf. And the bitter leaf too, they say, don't cook it and wash it and wash it and wash it so that all the bitterness will go. Cook it raw with all the bitterness. And you must eat it like that. Can you do it? But you find out that in hard times, people ate horse head. It is the Bible. Horse head and donkey head. When you go to, do you see people selling horse head in the market? But in those days, they said they were eating pigeon feces. It got to a time they were eating their own babies. What is that supposed to tell you? When you've stuffed yourself, you refuse dessert. I like this one. When you are starved, you could eat a horse. <laughs> Honestly, I like it. This, this is the life that we are in. So look at it. Somebody has the money to buy a G-Wagon. And they, will, they will, all their life, they live luxuriously because they've invested in their lives. Now, I'm talking about godly investment. I'm not talking about somebody who is going to take juju money. Please. We know where those people, they are going to end. You cannot emulate those people. If your godfather is a juju man, you have to watch it. You get what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, what your money, when you get money, your money should be able to move from you to your children, to the next person. Another person must learn from you and practice what you practice and make it just like you made it. So it depends on how full you are. Two things will happen. You become satisfied so you never see hard times. Or a person who is not satisfied so every nonsense thing is sweet to the person. That is what the scripture is talking about. One are so invested in themselves. Even honey. They don't worry over honey. But some one has not invested at all. So even bitter food becomes sweet to the person. Because of ten Ghana. But somebody to you can give them hundred thousand Ghana city. And they feel like, okay, it's one of the things. They can thank you, but they may not lie on the floor for you. It's not that they don't they are not appreciated, but the truth is that in themselves they're worth more. They know how to make over hundreds of thousands. Yo. So there's a story in Genesis 29, verse 18 to verse 9, verse 20. This is the story of when Jacob had served for Leah. And Jacob loved Rachel. So Jacob had served for Rachel, right? The first time, we know the story. The first time he was going to marry Rachel. Because the Bible said that Rachel was more beautiful than her elder sister. Uh, her elder sister, her teeth was long, like this. So when the father-in-law tricked Jacob and put Leah in the room instead of Rachel, it was in the morning that after they had had sex as husband and wife, and then he found out that, ah, man, you have tricked me. What have you done to my life? He said, I cannot give my first my second daughter in for to you because by our culture, the first must marry first, then the second must follow. They look at something. And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve these seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. Hey. 
you are married though. You sleep with your wife, your wife that night. You get up in the morning to find out that that is not the person. Then in the morning, you are talking to your father-in-law and you renegotiate on the woman you truly love. That is excellence. That is what? You know, be every wife, be wife. You know, be every wife, will be wife. There are certain women, when they come into your life, excellence comes. There are certain women, when they come, everything about you dies. So he said, I will save another seven years for Rachel. Next verse. <laughs> and Laban said, it is better that I give her to thee than that I should give her to another man. Abide with, her, with me. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel. And they seemed unto him but a few days. For the love he had for her. They don't have appetite for excellence. They, when you tell them about excellent things, they begin to think, and where's where the Where is it leading to? Please. You know that I always say something. You can decide to have an expensive wedding or not so expensive wedding, but no matter what, it has to be beautiful. No matter, it has to be what? Don't go and wear Bokpa, Bokpa shoe. It is those days that they tell us that you can go to Bendan Boutique and get your suit and then wear Mary. I understand. But today you don't have to do that because you are at this seminar. The right information will create the right atmosphere to draw the right things. Listen, I repeat. The right information will create around you the right atmosphere which will, which will draw the right things. Because you are not excellent in yourself. He's serving for seven years old. And yet the Bible says it seems to him as though it was just some few days. Why? Because he saw what he was looking for. The beauty of the lady captivated him so much that he's ready to go seven years for her. Please. No. That is how a lot of people do. They are solving mass questions. They have the syllabus. They get to a certain math calculation. They know this one is demanding. They know that this one, unlike this one that you just understand and do and do and go, this one, you have to give it your attention and time. And a lot of people, they dodge that one. They leave it and they focus on the one that carry small, small marks. And they wonder why they don't make A. If your mind is not quality, your world will not be quality. And as a result, you will not draw quality things to you. <laughs> when you love something, you will do everything to have it. A man who loves a woman will move from East Legon to go and see then his girlfriend at La Paz. When the traffic was horrible and they were now constructing the road and you could be in the traffic for three hours 
But for love's sake, he didn't mind. He was still going. Hello? If you don't see quality in something that you like, you never pursue it. And that is why I always say, girls, have quality in yourself. Guys, have quality in yourself. If you buy one shoe that is quality, it will speak more about you than 20 Boba Boba shoes. You get it? When you love something, you will do everything to get it. When you love excellence, you will never rest until you get it. You will never, hey, this is what I want. I'll do everything to get it. I'm not shifting. I'm going to get it. Mm -hmm. When you feel good about something that is hard to achieve, you don't feel the pain. This man was going, served seven years first for Leah, who was not the woman he was serving for. And now the, he has been deceived. And the proposal he put in front of his father-in-law, I will serve another seven years for this one. If I were him, I would have said, I will serve one year because you have deceived me. If you know that in your culture, this one must marry first, you should have told me and I would, I would not have served for her. But now I finished serving for her and you change it. What it means that you are wicked. So I will serve six months or one year for Rachel. But because he knows the price, he said, I will serve seven years. Seven years talks about a full cycle. Listen to me carefully. Seven years talks about a full cycle of pain. A full cycle of what? If you are not ready to go through the full cycle of pain, you are not ready to enjoy excellence. Nobody is excellent by nature. The Bible says, and, and there was an excellent spirit found in Daniel. They were total, but they had excellence. Why? Because God grants it. Now, before God will give you all those excellent times and lives, he must have taken you through certain things. What is he doing? The pain is bringing you out so that you can become excellent. God is not looking for people to just join the church. God is looking for excellent people. Till we all come to the fullness of the stature of Christ. So the aim is Christ. If you think that you are the standard as a Christian, you have missed it. The real standard is to be like Christ. And Christ is excellent by all standards. By at Christ is just excellent. You know it. Hallelujah. Another scripture comes to mind. Now, Paul is writing to the Philippian church and he says something. A lot of people don't know that to have excellence is a deliberate attempt from you. The Bible says, whatsoever thing is good, is pure, is nice, is kind, is trust, praiseworthy. He says, think on these things. If you have to think on them, it means that he wants you to do them. So if you motivate yourself in the right way, God likes it. If you get up to exercise, you jog, God likes it. I mean, how is it that you want to be a footballer 
and you want to be like Ronaldo and Messi, but you are sleeping. I, I don't know if you understand. The reason why Kobe Bryant is dead, but people still buy his shoe because his name is on it, is because he set a standard that only few can beat. I wear Jordans. I have a Jordans. I like Jordans. Everybody like Jordans. Nike when, was not selling well until Michael Jordan wore a shoe by Nike for some season. And then they changed the name from that name and they put the name Jordan on it. And billions. Everybody started wearing Jordans. Because in the history of NBA, even though there are people who were taller than Michael Jordan, bulkier than Michael Jordan, more athletic than Michael Jordan, nobody could beat his record. Praise the Lord. Are, are we understanding? I said, excellence is by pain and hard work. So, Jacob didn't feel bad. I will do it. And we look at it in Philippians chapter 3 from verse 12 to verse 14. Philippians 3 from verse 12 to verse 14. And not as though I have already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend for that for which I, for that for which also I am apprehended for Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count myself to have to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are in front. Mm -hmm. I press towards the mark for the price of the high calling of Jesus Christ. So there's a price for the high calling. <laughs> there's a price for what? He said, I press on to reach the end of this race and receive the heavenly price for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. So there is a price for a high calling. Notice that there is a high calling. It's not just any calling. There is a what? A high calling. Now, if there's a high calling, what it means is that there's a high price. God will not just get up and give anybody anything, keke. God will love you the way you are. God will call you the way you are. But God will never use you the way you are. Never forget this. God will love you the way you are. He will call you the way you are. But he will never use you the way you are. Unrefined. Not regenerated. You are not carrying excellence. You are not carrying the power. You are not carrying anything meaningful from God. God will never use you. Because he wants excellence to be seen. So if you look at it, God is not just multiplying souls. He's multiplying excellence. Praise the Lord. Two words appear. When you read verse 12, there's, there's one word there. I don't mean to say that I have achieved these major things. No, give me. Okay, even here it's there. But I do what? I press. Have you seen it? He does what? Press. Somebody say press. Take me to verse 14. I, I do what? I can't hear you. Press. 
Sometimes you see that a mother is pressing a child and the father will complain. Another time do you see that the father is pressing the child and the mother will complain. If you have a father who complains when your mother is pressing you, your mother is your enemy. Your father is your enemy. And if you turn it vice versa. If your mother is pressing you and your father complains, your father is your enemy. If your father is pressing you and your mother complains, your mother is your enemy. I'll come there. Paul said, I press. Notice, it is not anybody pressing him. He is the one pressing himself. A lot of people don't have the discipline to press themselves. When you say, get up at dawn, hey, the world will come to an end. Who gets up at dawn? They have never heard that dawn, getting up at dawn is normal. It's a normal life. They think it is crazy. Nobody can do it. <laughs> now, I look at the word press, and the word press is Dioko in Greek and means truly means to press. Number two, it means to pursue. Number three, it means to persecute. Can you imagine? <laughs> and it also means to suffer hardship or intense pressure. To suffer hardship or intense pressure. <laughs> hardship caused Paul to be greater than all the people around him. It is hardship that caused Paul to become excellent. It is not because he got it easy. It is hardship that made him excellent. Pressure is a very powerful force. And without it, there is no movement for anyone. Are you listening to me? If you, have, if you are 35, if you are 40, even if you are 21, 30, and you are in school, and your parents give you money, you are blessed. But if you complete school, and your parents stop giving you money, you are even blessed. <laughs> you are blessed more. Now listen to me. Listen to the reason why. Nobody ever invented anything great when there was no pressure. It is pressure that forces men to bring out the quality of life in them. So look at your family. Look at the circumstance of your family and derive pressure from there and say, nobody has bought a car. I will drive a car. Nobody has built a business that is sustained over 50 years, 100 years. I will build a business and sustain it over 100 years. Nobody has ever built a mansion. Somebody will say, for shaggy reasons, buy it. For shaggy reasons, build it. Because what you don't know is that whilst you are doing all those achievements, you are teaching your children how to be achievers also. And the people around you. So Paul said, he presses himself. And I told you, to press is to be under intense pressure. on pressure. In our Ghanaian parlance, we say that pressure. Don't give me, especially when, when you go to an office and you are demanding what is rightfully yours. Like for example, I went to the bank and this lady was delaying me. I was just sitting there and I said, oh, why are you making me sit here for long? Please, don't, don't bring yourself, don't bring your pressure. 
And I look. I said, oh, I'm asking you a question. I shouldn't bring my pressure. Then I noticed that she's carrying her pressure already. I'm not the one carrying the pressure. Listen to me. This world that we are, if everything goes smoothly for you, you will fail. But if things are hard, it can only become better. So pressure is good. If you are young and you don't like pressure, you don't want to succeed. Take a style. Hey, for example, let me use Olivia, Ophelia, Jessica. Let me use you as an example. When you, you, you want to upgrade your style or invent your own style, after you finish, you graduate and you get your own shop and you enter there. In fact, you don't even have to get there. By now, you should start drawing styles down. Eh? Buy an expensive dress. Look at how they sew it. Undo the dress. Eh? Look at the patterns they use. Do your own. Invent your own. If your mind is not under pressure, your mind will never produce excellence. So I'll come there. There are two ways you can produce pressure for yourself. Either by external force or by internal force. But by all means, be under pressure to perform. <laughs> Those who hate pressure make very little or no movement in life. When you say, Kujo, it's time to wash the dishes. When you finish, go and, go and, go and learn. Then Kujo, I don't want it because it is not nice. Kujo doesn't know that you are the one who loves Kujo. So you are the one helping Kojo to become more successful, but Kojo doesn't know that. Kojo would think that you are strict and you are hard. At, even sometimes Kojo will call you evil. Because everybody is watching cartoon. Why can't I watch cartoon too? But you tell Kojo, finish the dishes and go to your room and go and learn. And then Kojo is angry. Kojo will never appreciate this. Old. It is when Kojo is old. And Kujo can read and write and articulate himself well because over the period of time, you monitored Kujo to be able to be studious. And he finds himself with his peers and he has a quality and an edge over his peers which they don't have. Then he will sit down and remember, uh, so it's not like my father hated me or didn't like me. My father was preparing me for my good future. I say invest in excellence. If you don't invest in excellence now, Nothing will show for in the future. Those who hate pressure, they never, they, they will never amount to anything. Pressure is the only thing that moves one body from one stage of rest to another. It brings us to this first new, uh, Newton's law. Eh? A body will remain in a state of rest except an external force is what? Applied. Now, a, a body will, will, the second law of Newton, what does it say? To every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction, right? So, so there are things happening to you. You want to go forward. Something is pushing you back. You want to go for it. Something is pushing you back. That is where you come to. It is called, it is called, I wrote it here. It is called the point of resistance. It's the point of resistance. Everybody has gone through that point of resistance before. 
Felix, didn't you ever have a time where you were studying and you felt like, now I'm tired? This thing is too much, I'm tired. But at the back of your mind, you know that you must conquer it. So you go, uh, go and rest and do what? Come back to it. Some people, when they leave it, they never visit it again. What it means is that your point of resistance has defeated you. A point of resistance. You are doing something, you are traveling, you are going well. Like somebody is married and the person is doing well in their marriage. All of a sudden, a certain thing hits the marriage and then they begin to fear. Hey, Then before they notice, they move out of their husband's house. They are out of their husband's house one year, two years, three years. Before they notice, another woman has come to their husband's house. At the point of resistance, they didn't know what to do to continue in the marriage. So, that is how life is. Everybody will have a point of resistance. But you must find it in yourself to master another level of energy and character and power and position yourself so that you can restart again. Hey. Do you understand? So if something pushes you down, don't lie on the floor. Let something in you lift you up and push that thing down which pushed you down. <laughs> Are we getting understanding? When a person is stuck in one place for a long time or they are moving slowly, it proves that there is no pressure on them to do anything. When, when we came to this auditorium, there was pressure on me to move. From the first day we came here, there was pressure on me to move. So I started doing everything from then to move. I'll never wait. If things don't go well, if I go here and it knocks down, I will go here. If you go here, I will go here. I will never rest until I see the victory I'm looking for. There are churches who are in school, schools and the headmaster will say, Oh, the, the headmaster likes them. So in that school, they will paint the place, put lighting, and then put fun. They'll be in that school uh, until the headmaster has a fight with them. In three months, then they move out and they build their own church building. So if the headmaster does not fight with the pastor, they will stay at one place. A lot of us, that is how we are. If nothing pushes us, nothing good comes out of us. And that is where the problem is. I'll give you a chance to ask questions. Are you learning something? So pressure is good. Say pressure is good. Say I like pressure. Say pressure is good for me. I like the pressure. Pressure makes me better. Oh, I can't hear. Say pressure makes me a better person. How many of you like pressure? <laughs> now that you know, you know that pressure is good. If there's no pressure on you, nothing good will come out of you. Now let me show you what the effect of pressure is. Before I go to the effect of pressure, let's talk about something quickly. Like These are scriptures I just found out in the Bible and I was shocked. And I want to read it to us. Uh, Amos chapter 6 verse 1, quickly. Amos 6 verse 1. Amos 6 verse 1. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. <laughs> is it? Woe means distraction. Calamity is coming on you. When you are in heaven and you are resting, in heaven there is no rest. There is work in heaven. Zion is two. One is in heaven, one is here. The church is called Mount Zion. So you see, so that is why you see churches. Other churches are doing what other churches are not doing because some churches have rested. 
Like, like a bishop said to me, he said, their finances went down times three. It went down times three. When they decided that they are not going to start churches anymore. And God said, ah, if you don't start church, there's no reason for me to give you money. So money starts, stop coming. <laughs> Once you are at ease, you have decided that you are not going to progress. He said, and trust in the mountain of Samaria. These are, these are places of rest, which are named chief of the nations to whom the house of Israel came. Now give me another one. Isaiah 32, 9 to 12. Look at something. I was shocked. Rise up, ye women that are at ease. Hear my voice. Ye careless daughters, give ear unto my speech. There are people who are careless. There are people they don't care. Let's go. Many days and years shall ye be troubled, ye careless women. One of the ways where we see that people are not under pressure is that they are careless. Have you seen it? You notice that when, when a child goes to school, like, you know, borderlines on a book. You know, they are the ones here. They are the ones here. And they have lines. They have red lines. They have blue lines. This is the, you start writing from the red line to the blue line. If it's a capital letter, you start, you write from the first blue line to the second blue line. What are they teaching the child? Not to be careless and write. Because if you give the child, ah, okay, you look at your life, look at yourself. You remember when you started writing? My first copy book. When you finish writing what you have copied, it looks like this, but the copy book is different. What does it mean? Anyone who is careless is misguided. But when you are careful, what it means is that you have been guided. So he says, many days and years shall ye be troubled, ye careless women, for the vintage shall fail, the gathering shall not come on. Mm -hmm. Tremble, ye women that are at ease, be troubled, Ye careless ones, strip ye, strip you, and make you bear, and get sackcloth upon your loins. Mm -hmm. They shall lament for the, for the what? For the pleasant fields, for the fruitful vine. He said, when it's time for them to actually get things, that is the time they'll lament. That is the time they'll be in trouble because they are careless. Another version, in fact, uh, I think New King James. Let's look at New King James with this one, I think. New King James. People shall mourn upon their breasts for the pleasant fields. No, take me to verse 9, quickly. Rise up, ye women who are at ease. Hear my voice. Ye complacent daughters. The word is what? <laughs> the Lord hates complacency. What is complacency? Somebody, can you please... You find out from the dictionary what complacency is and read it for us. When people are complacent, eh? when people are complacent, eh? things don't go well for them. When you get money, oh, me now get, me now go get again. Hey. Charlie, I'll be young, go I for chill. It's not true. Young people, they are chilling, it's dry chilling. You want to know where it's proper, proper chilling. It's old people who have money. 
they buy the best bag. Please tell us what is the meaning of complacency? So, complacent. Mm-hmm. Showing smug mm-hmm. or uncritical satisfaction with one's self or one's achievements. Say the person is what? Satisfied though, with the achievement, but they are not critical about it. That is what I was saying last time. You get a plumber to come and do your house. They only do the pipe and the water comes to your house. Is your neighbor? Is your neighbor? Finish. There is no artistic to it. There is no reasoning to it. They don't feel like, okay, it's a modern world. We need a potty for a woman and we need a potty for a man. A man and a woman cannot share the same potty. In the washroom, you should have a potty. Listen, if you, if you are sensible, you, when you go to the shop to go and buy things for your bathroom, that's why a bathroom cannot be, it's not a public toilet for God's sake. A bathroom cannot be one strip, one feet by two feet. What? Or one meter by two meter. What is that? In, when you build your house properly, in your house, in the toilet, you must have you, the husband, your potty. The wife must have her potty. She must have a potty she only urinates in. Are you listening to me? Where? <laughs> These people are looking at me strangely like that. They look at, what is this man talking about? Joshua, you work on buildings, right? You've seen what I'm t- talking about. You go to certain rich men's house and you see that the rich man's potty in his bathroom, the bathroom is like about this place. There is his potty, his wife's potty, the place where his wife wee-wees and he himself a place where he wee-wees before you walk through and go into the closet. Our days, eh, we don't use wardrobe. It is poor people who use wardrobe. Rich people, they, it is walk-in closet. The, the, you are not excellent. You want this. How will you get it? Even if you have money, even if you have money, you will build chamber off to live in. But, but when you have money, it's not chamber hall you must build. <laughs> so, they, 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 they produce mediocre and they are satisfied with their mediocre results. It's like a child. Yes, I remember there was this rich boy when we were growing up. He was in science too. And he was very rich. So he did well when he came to SS, but when he came to SS, he, he had some friends and smoky and something, so he couldn't concentrate. Then you write the exams and then he got fail, 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 fail. Then he got to social studies. Then he got those days, it was an E. You know, you know, you get an E. E means pass. Then he said, Yes, my father will know I learned. So at the end of the day, what is he trying to say? He's rejoicing in his own mediocrity. That is the word complacent. So if somebody is complacent, what it means is that the little they've done, they think that they have achieved. Um, I say, if you are investing in excellence, eh, it will cost you because excellence is expensive. Imagine if Cyril Ronaldo is playing for you can't imagine it. Let's try anyway. <laughs> Guess how much the Asante nation will have to pay him 
You see, we never knew that somebody will ever rise up in history to make 250 something million dollars in five years of a contract. Eh? In fact, the ball itself is playing for two years. But the, his personality, the ambassadorship and work that he will do, he will do for the next three years in addition to the playing of two years. And the playing two years, the price is different from the ambassadorial work. Eh? We never knew that somebody would come up in history and earn that kind of money because we didn't know that if somebody is diligent with his work, he will stand before kings and not mere men. Everybody has won the World Cup before, but nobody was given a tunic. That tunic that was put on Messi on that World Cup night, do you know how much it cost? The embroidery on the thing is not gold thread. It's not like they spray the thread with gold, with gold coating. No, it is proper gold embroidery. It is over $250,000. Please, that light thing. You see, I listen, we never know that people will come up to be so excellent until we saw their work ethics. If you are not ready to work and prove yourself, forget. Now you understand why a lot of people are complacent. So, so that's why sometimes when I shout on some people, they don't get it. Hey, pastor. Hey, pastor. You are like some this. You are this one. You, but that, I see something in you you don't see in yourself. I see greatness in you that you must achieve. You say, pastor, dear, this is how many things. No, you can't say that because I see glory and sometimes you need me. You need me. Please, you need me to put pressure. To put what? <laughs> because the pressure will bring the best out of you. So that is the word I was looking for. Complacent. People are very, very... And if you read it like this, okay, this is verse 1, right? Verse 9. Go to the next verse. You see another word there. Verse 10. In a year and some days, you will be troubled. You complacent. <laughs> Another one has come there. Next one. <laughs> Tremble. You women who are at ease. <laughs> be troubled. You com How many times did he say? So complacency is something that God hates. If you don't make up your mind to learn cooking well as a woman, you will never take your children, you will never take care of them well. Oh, don't think that, oh, but when it comes to my children, I'll do well. You won't do well. That's what Pastor Chris said last night. He said some people, they say, I'm waiting. When I'm about to die, I'll become born again. He said, you won't remember. <laughs> the pressure that will be on you. <laughs> you won't remember to, to give your life to Christ at the last minute. You won't remember. So what you don't do at this age, now that you are single, now that you are young, now that you are growing up, what you don't put in place now, you will notice that you grow and you lack. I mean, Imagine if your mother is 50, 60, and you see the pressure your mother is going through, and you don't do anything about your life, and you grow to meet the same pressure. Are you not a fool? It is a question. Zephaniah chapter 1 verse 12. Are you not a fool? Oh, answer the question. Are you not a fool? Yeah. Because if your mother missed opportunities, you shouldn't miss yours. If your mother was gripped by fear, you should not be fearful. It's a tremble. Ye women who are at ease. They are still there. Zephaniah. Zephaniah. Z-E-F. Okay. 
Zephaniah chapter 1 verse 12. Zephaniah chapter 1 verse 12. And it shall come to pass at that time that I will set Jerusalem with candles, look at it, and punish the men that are settled on, on, their, on their lease. That say in their heart, the Lord will not do good, neither will he do evil. Chen, give me another verse. Let's look at it. Look at it carefully. And it shall come to pass at that time that I will set Jerusalem with a lamp, with lamps, and punish the men who are settled in what? In what? When we enter your room, your shirt is here. Your boxer, you've not washed. There was a boy who used to recycle boxes. When I say recycle boxes, do you understand? I, didn't, I don't mean he wash it and wear it. No. When he wears it today, he will take it and smell it tomorrow. And then he will wear it again. There's another one. He didn't wash his boxes when he came to school. So when he comes to school, he wears this small boxer. He will wear it the whole time. God is going to chase people who are, in, who are complacent. He said, I will search with lanterns in Jerusalem, darkest corners, to punish those who sit complacent in their sins. So there are people, they are very complacent. They, they achieve something, it is very mediocre, but they are happy. If you like, go and talk to a politician. This is bad, this is not good. This, oh, don't worry, we have our own way of doing our own things. The first day I heard that, I said, I won't talk about Ghana again. I only pray for Ghana. Somebody has come into your life. The person is telling you, do it this way. Do it this way. Do it this way. You hate the person because the person is trying to help you. You hate the person. Now you say the person hates you and you begin to fight the person. But the person wants something good to come out of you. Listen, if you have this fundamental understanding, your life will be the best. You will have the best life. When things are hard, attempt it. Did you hear? They say marriage is hard. Attempt it. Do it. They say taking care of children is hard. Take care of them. They say cooking is difficult, especially when you are frying chicken. It can fly and the oil can, I don't know what you call it. It can do touch and then enter your eye. It can splash and enter your eye. Let it splash. When it's coming close, it, it won't touch the eyeball. <laughs> do you understand what is going on this morning? I say a lot of people, they don't like pressure, so they are complacent. Eh, I achieved it this way. I like it that way. I will manage my thing. Hey, we don't manage complacency. We don't stay with complacency. We don't like, we don't like average. By the way, average is the enemy of the best. Can I say it well? Good is the enemy of better. Better is the enemy of best. So the day you become good and you stay there, you have an enemy. It is on you. It's called good. The day you understand and move from good and enter better, now, and you are enjoying that place and things are going where you are happy, it has become your enemy. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Because you are not moving. And then from there, better becomes your enemy again and push you. Unless you, you push yourself to best. And when you get to best, you notice that truly you are the best.
Praise the Lord. Let, let me show you something. I was talking about how pressure brings good things out of you, right? And I say, if you don't like pressure, you're not ready to do well in life. So when it is around, what time do we take the questions? I would have spoken briefly if, if the other panel member was here, but because I'm handling everything today, uh -huh, you bear with me. Hallelujah. We'll come to question and answer. So, and I really want you to ask questions. Per adventure, the Holy Spirit will give me wisdom to answer you. Okay. If it is personal, go ahead. How you can, how you can expand your life, how you can live an excellent life. Okay. Now let's look at something. I said that everybody has a breaking point. Remember, a resistant point. So you can get to a place of resistance. For example, when we see first class students, we think that they don't have the pressure we have, they don't have, but it's not true. I have a friend. He, he had first class in our class. Electrical engineer. And the guy was, the guy was very good, but he's not very good with listening. He's not a very good listener, but he's a very, when he reads somewhere, somehow his ability is to read and keep what he reads. So when we are in class, he can be talking. He won't mind you. He won't learn. But he to his own is that he's able to keep in memory two pages. So he can chew two pages, three pages. Uh, chew and pour. He can really do that. Then he kept on doing that, kept on doing that, kept on doing that. So one day I asked him, what I do? He said, what you don't know is that I don't put my pressure on myself here. It is when I go home that I go to put pressure on myself. First class. First class student. But he too, that is his own. And I asked him, why don't you learn like we do? We will learn to understand so we know the thing. He said, no. I have tried your style before. I failed. So I don't go that style. By the way, when he chooses it, if you ask him next three weeks, he can still produce it. So that is his own. So I, we left him. But I found out that he too is still under pressure like the average student is under pressure to make it. So we are all under pressure to make it. But sometimes we think that the people who do better than us don't have pressure, but it's not true. They just know how to handle their pressure better. And that's why they come out well. So when you get to the point of resistance, everything stops you. You don't know what to do. Let me tell you the advice. Let me tell you the secret. Generate in yourself another start, another push, and push from there. You will break through. What it means is that the strength you are using previously is below power. So regenerate another level of strength to conquer it. To every force, there's, to every object, there is an equal and opposite force, right? But the only reason why an object will move in a particular direction is when the force that is pushing it is greater than the oppositional force. Hey, I feel like I've gone back to GSS right now. Praise the Lord. Do you understand what's happening? So if, if there is a force here, if this, this object is here, there is a force that is keeping it down. It's called gravity. Right? But if I want to lift it, I must apply my force. Which means at this point, my force is greater than the force of gravity. Do you get it? But if I hold it down after a while and I notice that my, my hand is tired, and I'm talking about your life, sometimes you can get tired in life. Now the bottle will begin to come down. The bottle will begin to come down. What it means is that gravity 
is stronger at that point, stronger than your strength or your force. So what must you do? Put it down. Go and eat some kinky and come back and come and do what? Lift it up. That is why we do fasting. That's why we do prayers. That's why we read books. That is why we go for seminars like conference like this to re-energize ourselves so that we can go on. Do you understand? Please, can somebody help me here? If you have a magnet and you want to use it to pick a metal and the magnet is not able to pick the metal, what do you do? It's a question. Anybody can help me. If you've done that, that experiment, what do you do? Tell me. G- give me a microphone so that we can hear him. <laughs> Tell us. Use the methods of my. What is going on? So don't press it again. Low battery, okay. And use that one. Use that one. That's why I brought it. Yes. Use the ma- the method of magnetization mm-hmm. to magnetize it. To, you have to read what? Magnetize it. Okay. So, it, th- that is the correct answer. If you want to use a magnet to pick something and the magnet is not able to pick the thing, what you do is that you go to re-magnetize the magnet. In other words, reinforce your strength. Some of you, you want to do something. You want to start a business. But you don't have the knowledge. You don't have the ability to start the business. You have to now go back and get the mind, the wisdom, the knowledge, the know-how for that business and come back and start it. I am starting here. here. My try, my Me. If I, when I go to a mechanic shop, the first thing I do, I ask questions. If the person can ask me, the way I brought it, I'll take it back. I have learned my lesson. Because of a common shaft, apparently my car, you have to let the engine cool down. You, you take the shaft out when the engine is totally cool. The guy was knocking the shaft out. Pam, pam. He messed up the whole engine box. I had, I had to buy a brand new, a, a new engine box. Do you understand? Because the man is not skilled. So when your mind is not thick to carry money, you go and get training of the mind. How your mind can become thick so that you can carry money. My wife brought something and I want you to talk about it quickly. Do. Talking about complacency. Okay, so I was saying that complacency goes hand in hand with um, assumption and not being critical. A lot of people like assuming things. You to as assumption is the mother of all errors. Or is the mother of all failures. Name Jane say you can't do that. Name say why are you thinking for somebody? Or why are you assuming for somebody? You don't know what somebody is thinking or what the real thing is. 
instead of you to find out what it is you are assuming when you assume in life you fail and when you are not critical you will fail me when you live with me you think i'm i'm wicked because i'm very critical for instance you are cleaning you are cleaning this whole part you see that here probably is not it's not big old it's small but you have to be critical in yourself to know that this thing is here let me clean it when you are not critical it it comes in your every part of your life will show that you are not critical yeah for instance you are writing an exams you know that when you finish you have to read through read through where you missed a comma you have to put it there yes where you missed a dot you have to put it there where you missed an s you have to put it there by you too you are not being critical you just pack the paper and then you take it away you fail because if you if me i'm marking your paper you meet an examiner or a marker like me you fail because i'll mark all those ones so yes, sometimes yes. people don't know why they are failing. Mm. You are failing because you are not critical. And, and you know, because we are young, let's 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 talk a little bit about relationship. You are not critical about the relationships you get yourself into. Exactly. Okay, like, you you meet for, a guy. For instance, yeah. when I met my husband, mm -hmm. he he said that he was painting. Yes, he was painting. So I asked him. This painting that you are doing, because me, I don't want to marry a painter. <laughs> so if you are going to do painting for a long term, what am I doing with you? I don't want somebody. If you are, if you you are a painter, you, I feel like <laughs> you are not going to advance. You, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but so I asked him this painting work that you are doing. What is what i mean what's the outcome what why are you doing painting what how do you see yourself with this painting mm -hmm. he didn't know that it was an assessment test so he said that oh no the painting there is for um back 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 movement <laughs> so when his main thing is that he will do electricals and even for the electricals i had to ask him where do you see yourself you see you must know are you going to work for somebody are you starting your own what are your your um aspirations you have to know all of that if you look at a person who thinks about the now you have problems when you marry that person because in every marriage you have to forecast what are we doing for the next two years the next year the next three years the next five years what are we doing let's draw up a plan we are executing this we are doing this we are going here we are managing this we are saving this if you don't if you are not that critical and as a woman me i'm talking to women now permit me men but you men too, you have to be critical because there are, some, that there are some foolish women out there. Yes. Yes. So in a person, you yourself as a person, you must be critical. Mm. 
Some people are so not critical. It plays out in the way they even dress. You, if you are a woman and you are not critical, when you give birth, your child will have problems. Yeah. Because you have to be critical about a baby. Mm. Every time you, you, you are looking at the baby, the, because it's a baby, anything can happen to it. The baby is crying. Why is the baby crying? Maybe it has wearied too much in the diaper. You have to check. So me, when I gave birth, when my child is crying, I undress the child. <laughs> I undress the child naked. I'm checking everything. Maybe something has entered the eye, something. If I'm done with all of that, and I find out that there is nothing like that, then it means that there is something wrong probably internally or something, yeah. then I have to uh, try another method or something else. So to be critical, number one, as a person, you must be critical in everything you do. You are sewing. You have to be critical about what you are sewing. Mm. You have finished sewing. You have to check everything you've done. There is not supposed to be a thread hanging somewhere. There's not supposed to be a pin somewhere. Yeah. You see, but you have some, some seamstress. You go for the, the dress you are wearing. The finishing is not that crisp because you are not critical. People charge more. Somebody is critical of because of finish or charge you. You see, the, the, the way they do critical it, about it. it is excellence. Exactly. So if you are not critical, you can never be excellent. Never. That one there, it is a fact. Never. You, you are not critical. You can never be excellent. You are somebody who assumes you can never be excellent. Yes. Because you are always assuming. You can't, me for instance, you can't assume with me. Why are you assuming? Uh, did I tell you that this is what it, it was? You don't assume for me. Yeah. So don't assume. If you assume, you will fail. Please. That's yeah. my two cents <laughs> that I'm adding. To. Nice. So now let me talk to the guys too, please. If the girl is not critical, oh, where do you see yourself in the next five years? She doesn't say anything. I want to be a, a drag lord. Hey, woman. Oh, <laughs> Pablo, go ahead. Go, go, go forward. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What will you be doing? I'll be selling we. Hey, Oba. <laughs> Who told we? Tell her it's okay. Go with your trouble. At the end of the day, notice what we are we are putting across here. You have to learn to be critical. If you are not critical, failure will embrace you. Now look at something. If you hate pressure, your life will be low. Excellent does not excellence does not occur when you don't do anything under pressure. Look at something. You have one customer. Anytime the customer takes the, uh, Ophelia, anytime the customer takes your dress, say, ah, here, yeah, you didn't do here this way. Don't throw that customer away. Don't say, you to every day when you come, I've not done something right. No, 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 no. Don't do that thing to that person. Listen, like that. Oh, eh, come, let me see. What are you talking about? Maybe the customer is showing you something you don't know. Please take your time. Explain. Let me see where you are talking, what you are talking about. Like, I have gotten jobs not because of the job itself, but because of finishing. 
I have seen a lot of people lose their jobs and another man will take it and do it flawlessly because, and the man will tell you, you can't, if you say I should finish in two weeks, I won't finish in two weeks. You want me to do coin exchange, I can't do, I'll, I can only do one month. I'll do, this job is one man job, it's not two weeks job. So if you say I should do it two weeks, your house will not be nice. I'll do it the way I can do it. And the person will say, okay, everybody likes excellence and quality. You are doing the nails. Do it with some excellence. Learn new techniques. Learn new things. Become excellent. Hallelujah. The next thing is this. Uh, before we go to the scripture, the problem of Africa is that we are at a place of inertia. Today I'm using a lot of science words. Inertia means at a static position. Nobody is moving. Or at a start position. Africa is this. We used to use Ariwa to eat our food. We have not changed, even though the blender has come. The blender can do more, more than the Ariwa. We are still using Ariwa. Please, the industrialized nations are making money than the cultural nations. It's a fact. Look throughout the world. The way, where they have thick culture, 500 years of culture, 1,500 years of culture, they don't produce anything meaningful. They are stuck in the glory of the past. They used to use bobo. We used to use uh, mud houses. Now we don't use mud. We use bamboo. We use this. We use that. The floors are made from bamboo floors. They don't get rotten, even though water, water pours on. Because why? We are advancing. Please. I'm saying that to become excellent, when we talk about being excellent here, you must be that high quality in yourself. If excellence is not here, you cannot. If you see somebody dress anyway, anyhow, that is how their mind is. It's not their fault. Praise the Lord. Self-satisfaction makes us see what is easy or hard. Hello. You remember Joseph, uh, Jacob. After he got Leah, he was not satisfied with Leah. He said, I will work another seven years for Rachel. Why? Because the one he really loved is Rachel, not and I say, if it were me, I will say, I'll work for six months. For deceiving me, it is six months I'm going to do. I'm not going to do seven years. But that guy was ready to go seven years. The next thing I'll say is this. When a person is self-satisfied, they hate sweet things. When you, when you, you are satisfied with what you have, somebody's something does not move you. You are not worried to have it. When a person is self-satisfied, they, they hate sweet things. You cannot sweet talk them. Show me. If you say it is, show me. They are, they are results oriented. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So the problem in Africa is that we don't want to change. We still want to pound fufu in the mortar. And the point is that a lot of people have fallen sick because of food we eat outside. But just that we, we are relentless. We are cranky. If, if people stop eating fufu from Choba because they don't wash, the person staring the fufu, you don't know where their hands have been. There's some, there's some enzymes in, if anything, in feces. It is found almost in every restaurant. So the person, because you saw about, ready, also not careful for no. 
Nobody likes pressure. Nobody likes pressure. Exodus 27 verse, verse 20. Now, I'm, I'm going to talk to you about God's mind specifically. And please listen carefully. We are about to end. I think today we may leave here at one, but it is all good. Because you have to ask questions. Okay? You have to ask questions. I will set. Oh no, where, where, where are you? Exodus chapter 27 verse 20. I say, you are like a tea bag. If we don't put you in hot water, we will never get your flavor. Hot water is paved. Hot water, hot water, hot water. But you are in the hot water there. Your flavor is coming out. Your flavor is coming. If you don't put tea bag in hot water, can you drink? And thou shalt command the children of Israel, listen carefully, that they bring thee pure olive oil, beating for the light to cause the lamp to burn always. So the Lord said, the children of Israel should bring pure olive oil. They should beat the oil, the, the olive, and draw the oil from it. Now, if you look at the way they produce olive oil, if you buy olive oil from the market, there is virgin olive oil, 100% virgin olive oil. There is 20%. There is 30%. There is natural when they say virgin, natural virgin olive oil is a natural means by which you obtain it. There's a mechanical way. There is, there is a chemical way. You get it. Mechanical way is that they press it until there's nothing. They use iron. The chemical way is that they boil it. They do this. They do this. But naturally, olive oil, mm, when you apply this formula that God has given to the priest to tell the children of Israel to do, you can't do it anyway because there are, there are several things that happen with this thing. It's called the cold press. Good. Now, uh, notice that he used this word, beaten. Is it what? Now, every human being, you are the olive. You are the olive. You don't know, eh? The Bible calls the children of Israel olive trees. So, you are the olive. The planting of the Lord, you are the olives. And he said, when you are bringing the oil to me, don't bring the olive oil. He said, you beat the olive. Another word for beat the olive is pound it. <laughs> and they shall command the children of Israel, let that they bring the pure olive oil, beaten for the light. Give me another version. New King James. Let's see what New King James says. My wife says it's called cold press, right? He said, pure olive oil. Pressed! Like in James says, beaten. This one says, pressed. God is looking for the oil in you. He didn't say, come, rock, rock, If you love me, love my nonsense. Hey. A man who is going somewhere, he will never marry you. I'm the one telling you. If you love me, love my nonsense. Hey. What are you saying? You are a girl. You don't know how to cook. You don't know how to serve food. You serve your husband's food and you are eating it on the road before you are bringing it. Ah, what is that? You won't prepare the food and say, oh, it's ready. Come, let me dish it for you or sit down, let me serve you. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, my baby, baby, baby. 
If you love me, love my nonsense. Eh. <laughs> uh, the one who will really marry you, his mind is not that way. Because his quality, he's looking for quality in you. The way you talk, you talk with honor, you talk with respect. Even if you can raise your voice, when you meet him, your voice comes down. You talk to him in such a way that you woo his mind. Look, I'm saying, he said, bring, don't bring me olive, bring me oil. But before you bring the oil, use a specific method to bring the oil to me. He said, beat it or press it. Number one, I said you are the olive. Number two, now that, that number one, I said that olive is ripe, but it is it is still green. This is what it means. A lot of us, there are things inside of us that the Lord wants to have, but He wants it to be at a specific kind. He wants you to come to Him at a specific level. A man who is fifty, God cannot use him well. I'm telling you. If God must use you, you must come when you are in your twenties. Sometimes even your teens, that is where God starts using you. So don't grow old and when you are ripe and you, you, we can't use you for anything. Now you are giving your life to Christ. Lord, use me. You lift your hands and you are crying. It is just fake. God cannot use you. Except, no, the exception to the case. Oh, but where the norm is that God will call people. He say, count them. Anybody who is 20 years is ready for war. At 50, you retire. Hey, hey. The second thing, he said press or beat it. There is pounding and squeezing involved. When you pound the olive and you squeeze it, then the oil will come out. Some people don't want to be squeezed. They want excellence. Please, go to the market. Take your time. Survey. Some people, their problem is that they, don't, they want to do things quick, 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 without thinking first. You have money for business. That's not the time to rush. Take your time. Now go to the market. Look at the goods that are moving. Or go around the community. Who is buying what? What are they buying? Take your time and, and bring things that the people in the community need. At the end of the day, you are serving them. You go to market. You go and see somebody's cloth. The shop is full of cloth. Oh, I want to sell cloth. Mickey, you too, you come from Hacho. And cloth to now, cloth is expensive. So when people are buying cloth, they want to make sure it's original. If they are not buying original, they know. And you to your price is like three times that is the one in Accra. When they put the lawyer fair together, it's better to go to Accra. You yourself, you are losing your business. Listen, I said to be excellent means to do, you must beat yourself, put yourself under pressure to know the right things to do, where to pick the right things from. Are you learning something? So there is a beating. There's a pressing there. The next thing that we see that will happen is it is then that light will come out. Then let them bring it to me for the light. By the way, it is only this olive oil that it, it produces light and there is no smoke. You see this process. When they put it in the lantern in the temple and they, they put the fire, they match it and it begins to burn. There is no smoke. So sometimes, when somebody is not excellent, eh, you see that they are achieving the thing, but you hear, why any you, Nenson? 
Asamwajan obobo no nenso wanse penalty no I'm just giving a, a practical example because he played 90 minutes and when he got to that second to take his time and score the goal he was not critical so he himself admitted it so we see clearly here that excellence is to burn without smoke so god has given the method so if you see somebody who doesn't want to be beaten who doesn't want to be under pressure who doesn't want to be corrected who doesn't want to be blessed listen that person will suffer they will go up and down up and down listen take your time build yourself put excellence into yourself you will only put you will only attract excellence men if you like dress a certain way dress noble dress right and step out somewhere you will see the men who approach you all their langmai you know langmai all their langmai cannot approach you only the top 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 guys who will approach you you know why because you are exhibiting quality of their taste so god said ben i don't want to see smoke can you imagine the whole place is made of gold that is the temple and he said bring olive oil and burn it and whilst they are burning the olive oil in the temple smoke has covered the gold Abba. but there's nowhere in the bible that said that you the high priest has to clean the ceiling And the, the, the lamp that burns in the temple is the menorah. It has seven lamps on it. You know, right? So if all those seven lamps are burning, it is no small fire or small light in that temple. So after some years, you go and see, now, nah, black, black, because when they said to them, beat it, press it, and draw the oil and bring it, and somebody went to cook it. Fried and then I'm going to be telling you, such a and or sire and or the bad. I'm if you know what I'm trying to tell you here. A lot of people they have ex they, they do the thing, but because they are not excellent, we say, Oh, you did it all, but it was left with small. You did it all, but it was left with small. I pray for you that nobody will say that about your life. See, when we finally build our place. It will be the prototype of the ones that must be built. So, if you see, if a pastor sees the way I pray, if the pastor sees the way I'm serious, and they go to their branch and they don't become serious, when you build it, me, I'll come and break it. Look at my nose. You know why? You know why? You are not serious. You are not serious. Daddy George called me and said, I have seen your building. It is beautiful. Make sure you build it beautifully. You cannot, you cannot say, eh, yeah, yeah, now, yeah, not say, bye, no, no, no. That's Ghana, Ghana people, their mind. That's why we are the way we are. We'll be up a quick, quick money. Now look at something. I'm going to draw a certain example for you and so, so that you people will know. You see this yellow, yellow tuk-tuk that is passing here. What is it called? Pragya. That have you seen an old man riding one before? All of them are what? Young boys. Do you know what they are doing? They have settled for mediocrity. They've thrown their future glory away and they are doing pragya. I'm telling you the gospel truth. 
if those young boys will go to school, doctors are part, engineers are part, businessmen are part, administrators are part, after some years, if you see them, it is not Pragya. But all these guys, because they are seeing 200 Ghana, 300 Ghana, when they pack it in their mind, they'll get 1,000, 2,000 in their mind. If they hold past somebody, they go to school today. It is a lie. I said it is a give them time. Is it not a prag? Yeah. It is moving. There's something called wear and tear. The more you keep using the car, the car will deteriorate. It will get spoiled. That is how natural things are. But any mind that is equipped, that is enriched with knowledge, you will never ever lose it. When you have a skill, ah, you will still make money. Praise the Lord. So I'm talking to you that God himself wants us to be excellent. Whatever you have to do, put yourself under pressure to do it to the best of your abilities. Now, the fourth thing here is that light is the benefit of what comes out of the fruit which you are. This, is, this light is in the presence of God. The flames of this does not produce smoke. Look at what I what it means here. When you, by your discipline, you were beaten, and oil comes out of you, and God begins to use it to burn in the temple in his presence. That is where the glory and the blessing is on your life. Everybody will begin to see you. And when they see you, they'll never see smoke. Because why? God took you through the process of becoming what you are. I watch a documentary, Kobe Bryant. You know Kobe Bryant, right? The basketball player. Some of you don't know, no, no problem. He's a basketball player. He died with his daughter about a year ago, two years ago. Two years ago, three years ago, thereabouts. Fine. Now, Kobe Bryant played against Michael Jordan. But apparently, in the secret, he went to Michael Jordan and asked him, How can I become legendary? He got some tips from Michael Jordan. Let me tell you something. They say sometimes he does crazy shots when he's playing the basketball. He does crazy moves and it is wonderful. How does he do it? He said, before you see me do it one in a game, I've done it 500 to 1,000 times in my private life. So you are only seeing one of the shots I do normally. But you, it is your first time of seeing it. So you think it is wow. He said, I've been doing it long ago. Hey! And I went to look at his routine. Let's look at this routine carefully. Listen. I wrote it here. Min pa 70. Min pa 70. Min pa 70. Kobe Bryant saw Michael Jordan and knew what excellence looked like. Do you know that Michael Jordan today, he's not playing basketball again. But every year he gets one billion dollars. Listen. <laughs> when I started, I spoke about investment. Investing in excellence. You remember? Michael Jordan has so invested in his excellence that at retirement, Nike calls him and gives him one billion dollars every year for putting his name on a sneaker. Royalty. Until Nike decides we are not going to do Jordans again. And that 
nobody should. <laughs> Jordan and his children do never ever be poor. His children's children, that royalty will keep coming, 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 coming. So Kobe Bryant went to him and went to ask him a question. This is what Kobe Bryant said. He wakes up at 3 a.m. to train from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Then he'll go and sleep. And then he'll come back from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. and go and rest. Then he'll come back from 4 p.m. from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. and go and eat and rest. Then he'll come back from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Then he will sleep. Hello. <laughs> you know you have to be a pastor. You have not started putting yourself under the discipline of prayer yet. You know it. Look at the basketball player, his routine. No wonder he's a legend. No wonder he's a millionaire. Tia. With the work, no, where we find Ghana Masco, we open them, no, it'd be hundred billion dollars. With the, you know, you know, be true. You never go see. You, you know, go see. But if you work now, in the future, you go feed day and somebody will give you one billion dollars or hundred billion because you deserve it. So, if you want, if you want knock Ghana Masco, wait billion day inside, work today. One day will come in the future. Look, look at his routine. 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. is how many hours? Three hours. So when the interviewer asked him, so if you get up 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., mm, then he starts from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. That is five hours already. Then he starts from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. That is how many hours? Seven hours. And then he starts from uh, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Actually, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. That is another two hours. That is nine hours a day. Oh. No wonder he became a master of what he does. So he will hold the basketball in his hands and it is worth billions. Another man will hold the basketball in his hand and it is just one dollar. Because we don't know when you hold the basketball, there is nothing to it. That's what I'm telling you. Madam, you are the one cooking the watch. You are the one cooking the jollof rice. You are the one cooking the food. You are the one sewing. You are the one doing the hair. When you finish doing it, eh, let the people say, hey, this madam, he could do another one for me. Let the people say, this man, when, you see this star that you did, I want it in another color. And when you do it, they ask you, can you do this one too? When you say yes, do it for me. At that time, eh, the person may not have the money but your style has captured your excellence has captured the person the, the person keeps buying keeps buying listen they will become your client for life and this thing i'm talking about they are excellence in pastors and they are me mediocrity in pastors also so some pastor will not pray some pastors will not fast they will not sacrifice their lives for the flock but they want to be rich like one who is sacrificing his life for the flock? It is not true. It is not true.
you will suffer. 